Well, good morning to you. It is Wednesday, May 17th, 2023. Wednesday, May 17th, 2023. Slava Ukraine. Heroium Slava. Uh, midweek, man. How, how's it going? Hump day for you. For for some some of you. Most of you actually work the weekends, but hope everything's going well. PVTV, Political Views TV Podcast. That's what you Google to find me. Uh, tell your friends to Google Political Views TV Podcast and I'll show up right at the top of the search. I, have I told you today how much I appreciate you for coming every day? Really nice of you. Thank you. Uh, it's very nice of you. I, I don't make anything off of this. All I get is frustration. Five hours of my day every morning. You know? I don't get paid. Um, if you can, please bring someone along with you today or tomorrow. That would be awesome. And you can tweet to me questions or insights or come fight with me at Cyberclops, C-Y-B-E-R-C-L-O-P-S on the Twitter. So let's start as we usually do with the uh, war in Ukraine. Uh, the prime ministers of the United Kingdom and the Netherlands, Rishi Sunak and Mark Root have agreed to build an international coalition to provide fighter jet support for Ukraine. Uh, you know, just like, remember the tanks, they weren't going to happen, and then they happened. This is the beginning. A spokesman for Sunak said in a, a statement yesterday, following a meeting of the Council of uh, Europe Summit in Iceland, the Prime Minister and Prime Minister Root agreed they would work to build an international coalition to provide Ukraine with combat air capabilities, uh, supporting uh, with everything from training to procuring F-16 jets. Uh, the prime minister uh, reiterated his belief that Ukrainian uh, that Ukraine's rightful place is in NATO, and the leaders agreed on the importance of allies providing long-term security assistance to Ukraine to guarantee they can deter against future attacks. UK and German defense ministers said any decision to send F-16 fighter jets to Ukraine will fall on the White House, despite a jet coalition announced by the UK and the Netherlands. Uh, of course, the, the reason for that is... Uh, anytime uh, the United States sells jets to somebody, uh, there there's caveats. They say you, you can't resell them to someone else. You can't do this. You can't do that. So uh, they would have to get the U.S.'s permission to send F-16 jets over there. I mean, they're already sending the other jets. I mean, uh, uh, um, the MiGs. They're sending the MiGs. Uh, Dimitro uh, Kaliba, Ukraine's Minister of Foreign Affairs, says that a coalition to provide Ukraine with fighter jets from the West will be formed this year. He said, This is all the result of international trips made by the president and all of us who work on the diplomatic front. Our priority is the F-16s, but we are not canceling other aircraft options. It's like with tanks. And it's, it's like they'll take what they can get. They'll take anything they can get to fight Russia. And I agree. Uh, Lastish talks were underway in Turkey to renew the Black Sea uh, uh, grain deal that has allowed wartime exports of Ukrainian grain before it expires tomorrow. The last ship left the port uh, earlier today. Russia, which has cast doubts that it will sign on to an extension, was demanding more support for its own sales of fertilizer and food. 
Uh, now Turkish President Tayyip Erdogan, Recep Tayyip Erdogan, the guy that sounds like a, he's a Lord of the Rings villain, says a day before Russia could have quit the pact over obstacles to its grain and fertilizer exports, the Ukraine Black Sea grain deal has been extended for two more months. Russia is still saying that not all their uh, uh, needs were met, but this seems to be happening. Foreign Minister uh, Pekka Havisto says Finland has had no official explanation from Russia about why its central bank has frozen the bank accounts of the Finnish embassy. Uh, uh, Havisto told reporters in Helsinki that Finland requested an explanation on May 4th after the bank accounts of its Moscow embassy and St. Petersburg consulate stopped working on April 27th. According to a report by Russian state news agency TASS, Russia and Belarus have reaffirmed their commitment to the Nuclear Non-Proliferation Treaty. In uh, March, Russian President Vladimir Putin said he intended to station tactical nuclear weapons in Belarus, uh, but since Belarus would have no control, it didn't technically break the treaty. Uh, in a report to the Belarusian Daily, Nasha Neva Valentin Rybkov the Belarusian ambassador to the UN says no tactical nuclear weapons have been transferred from Russia to Belarus so far. Rybakov said this announcement about the deployment of tactical nuclear weapons in the Republic of Belarus is, first of all, just a statement. Nothing in a practical sense has been done in this regard. Hungary, again, under Viktor Orban, yep. He's at it again. Well, not him necessarily, but his country. Well, it's his, it's his government that he tells him what to do. Um, Hungary's foreign minister, <clears throat> Peter Sizgerto, says that Budapest will block the next tranche of EU military support to Ukraine and any new sanctions package on Russia until Kiev removes Hungarian bank OTP from its list of war sponsors. Yesterday, Hungary declined to approve the disbursement of the next tranche of military support for Ukraine provided under the EU's European Peace Facility, saying that Budapest does not agree with the fact that the EU, along with other existing tools, uses the European Peace Facility solely with regard to Ukraine, as this does not allow sufficient funds to be channeled to promote the EU's interests in other areas. And when he says interests in other areas, he means... Hungary, <laughs> I, I mean, if, if, if Hungary would stop sort of throwing support towards Russia and actually showing support to Russia through their banks, then maybe, just maybe things would be okay. Stop supporting Russia. Uh, after Russia claimed that a U.S.-made Patriot missile defense system uh, being used by Ukraine was destroyed, U.S. sources told Reuters that the unit likely suffered damage but was not completely knocked out. White House spokesperson John Kirby told reporters that he could not confirm reports that a Patriot system had been damaged in Ukraine. A Ukrainian Air Force spokesperson, Yuri Ilnot, ruled out the possibility it was destroyed, saying, I want to say, do not worry about the fate of the Patriots. Uh, now that I have your attention, let's move on. Let's try and fix the world. Uh, we're, uh, there's probably not going to be, I'm thinking the, the, uh, counteroffensive is, is, is starting up 
So we're not getting a lot of uh, warfighting news from Ukraine because they don't want news reporters to, to report on where it's happening. They, they want Russia in the dark as to where they need to send troops. <sighs> so like I said, moving on. In this attempt to slash, in, 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 yeah, the attempt to slash programs for the poor by Republicans in exchange for a debt ceiling increase, you and I have talked about this, uh, those tax cuts for the rich put in, uh, put in place by Trump uh, and the GOP back in uh, two, 2017. They still want to give the wealthy more money. Uh, and they'd love to make those permanent, wouldn't they? Uh, the new Congressional Budget Office released an analysis. A section of that analysis reviews those tax cuts. From that review, Sheldon Whitehouse had something to say, if you can imagine. Senate Budget Committee Chair Sheldon Whitehouse said, MAGA Republicans don't give a damn about the deficit, and today's estimate of the cost of kickbacks for their friends and donors is further proof. Republicans racked up the national debt by giving tax breaks to their billionaire buddies, and now they want everyone else to pay for them. It is one of life's great enigmas that Republicans can keep a straight face while they simultaneously cite the uh, uh, deficit to extort massive spending cuts and critical programs and support a bill that would blow up deficits to extend trillions to in tax cuts for the people who need them the least. White House and Senate Finance Committee Chair Ron Wyden uh, from Oregon uh, requested the report. Yesterday, Wyden said $3.5 trillion is an eye-popping long-term price tag for the Trump tax law that Republicans swore up and down would pay for itself. Republicans who say they're worried about the deficit have brought our economy on the brink of default, and yet they want to run up the debt by locking in the Trump tax law that remains horribly skewed toward corporations and the wealthy. 80, uh, I believe it was 83% goes to the wealthy, and the other 17% uh, helps uh, the poor in the middle, uh, the poor in the middle class. Well, I don't think any more help the poor. I think just the middle class, maybe. The Republican, and, and it's only the one percenters that are getting that 83 percent. It's an inverted pyramid. Anyway, uh, the Republican game, he said, the Republican uh, game plan is clear. For every penny they give in tax handouts to the rich down the road, they're going to demand equivalent cuts that boot people off their health care, increase child hunger, and raise the cost of living for typical Americans. Uh, Biden and congressional leaders have been meeting, but I fear that Biden may be offering uh, to give up way too much. Uh, any deal must end the Republican tax cuts for the rich, in my humble opinion. Uh, the Republicans also wanted to cut the IRS funding that would allow them to go after wealthy tax cheats. It has been estimated that extra IRS funding would shrink the tax gap, uh, the tax gap, that's the, the difference between taxes owed and uh, taxes collected. It would, uh, in, uh, it would shrink the tax gap by nearly $500 billion over the next 10 years and $1.5 trillion over the uh, course of the next two decades. Without this funding, federal budget deficits would increase by that amount, $1.5 trillion. That's a lot of money even for 20 years. And of course, that's only the estimate for net. today's dollars. It'll go up. The gift that keeps on giving may finally get returned, but I doubt Republicans will grow a conscience anytime soon. 
Uh, yesterday, Speaker Kevin McCarthy said that he wants to uh, wants the House Ethics Committee to move rapidly on the investigation of Representative George Santos after Democrats pushed to force a vote to expel him. McCarthy's announcement came shortly after Democrats tried to put House Republicans on the spot by forcing the chamber to vote on the expulsion resolution later this week. Instead, McCarthy plans to refer the resolution to the ethics panel, which would require a majority of the House to approve. That would give Republicans a chance to sidestep weighing in directly on whether Santos should be expelled from Congress or not. But McCarthy indicated that the full House could act to punish or even expel Santos, depending on what the committee finds. Uh, McCarthy told reporters, I think we can look at this very quickly and come to a conclusion on what George Santos did and did not do through ethics, a safe bipartisan committee. I would like the ethics committee to move rapidly on this. Uh, but of course, all this is, is this is McCarthy shielding all the Republicans who would have to vote against getting rid of Santos. <laughs> and they don't want that on their record. Uh, the House could consider taking up the vote to refer the matter to the House Ethics Committee as soon as tonight. The Ethics Committee announced in March it was officially moving forward with a probe into Santos. The committee said it voted uh, to set up an investigation subcommittee with authority to look into a number of issues, including whether Santos may have engaged in unlawful activity related uh, to his 2022 congressional campaign. Uh, separately, Santos was recently indicted and has pleaded not guilty to 13 federal counts, including allegations of fraud related to the COVID-19 unemployment benefits, misusing campaign funds, and lying about his personal finances on House disclosure reports. A House Democrat introduced the expulsion resolution yesterday afternoon. The motion offered by freshman Democratic uh, Congressman Robert Garcia is privileged, so the House GOP have until tomorrow night, uh, tomorrow to schedule the uh, the vote. If they were to go straight to a vote on the underlying resolution, then it would require a vote of two thirds of the House to succeed. The one-page resolution reads. Resolved that pursuant to Article 1, Section 5, Clause 2 of the Constitution of the United States, Representative George Santos be and he hereby is expelled from the House of Representatives. Uh, in a statement, Garcia said that Santos needs to be expelled by the House, adding uh, that uh, news that federal prosecutors are filing 13 criminal charges against Santos should have been the final straw for Kevin McCarthy, but he refuses to act. Of course, because it'll make him look bad. And it, it may lose, make him lose complete power over the House chamber. <sighs> I'm thinking a bit of an overreach by Trump attorneys in Georgia. Uh, the probe by DA Fannie Willis is becoming quite the thorn in Trump's side. Add to it. The decision of eight fake electors to roll over on Trump's people last week. Was it, was it last week or was it the week before? Uh, I think it was, was it last week? Anyway. Um, oh, oh, uh, yeah. Uh, uh, Trump's attorneys threw, uh, threw everything they had at Georgia 
that the judge should be kicked off the case. That's the first thing they asked for. That Willis should be kicked off the case. That's the second thing they asked for. That the special grand jury was tainted and its report should be quashed and expunged from the record. They also asked for that. And this is the kitchen sink idea. And that any use of evidence presented to the special grand jury should be prohibited. Are you kidding me? In a legal filing on Monday, Willis didn't mince words in responding to motions from Trump and and, uh, one of Georgia's fake electors, Kathy Latham, who joined in the long shot legal effort. Willis threw it all right back at them, telling the judge that Trump and Latham raised arguments for which they have no standing or which have no basis in law at all. (laughs) The prosecutor basically said that Trump wants to be above the law, writing that he and Latham seek to restrain a criminal investigation before any charges are filed or even sought. They ask that the judicial system place them above and apart from the common administration of criminal law. Several media companies submitted their own filings on Monday telling the judge that quashing the special grand jury report would be unsupported by any legal basis. Still, the idea it is, uh, is to put it off as long as possible. That's what Trump wants to do. Trump just asked for 21 days to file a reply. It's doubtful the judge will take Trump seriously, but Judge Robert McBurney has been shown to be overly lenient before he spanks Trump attorneys. I don't know if he's going to give him 21 days. I think that's a bit long. Maybe he'll give him seven days. Go California! Uh, We talked about how the EU is far ahead of corporate-friendly U.S. in protecting citizens from deadly chemicals. California just took a major step towards becoming the first U.S. state to ban five chemicals already prohibited in uh, the EU that have been linked to cancer and childhood development issues. Uh, The state assembly passed AB 418. The legislation would ban the manufacture, sale, delivery, and distribution of food products that contain brominated vegetable oil, which is used in some sodas and other beverages and has been linked to neurological symptoms. Potassium bromate, which is used in some flour and found in many packaged, packaged bread goods and has been found to cause cancer in lab animals thyroids, kidneys, and other organs. Uh, Propylparaben, an antifungal agent used in cosmetics as well as food, which has been found to have developmental and reproductive toxicity. Red dye number three, a food coloring that's been linked to cancers in lab animals. Uh, And titanium dioxide, which is used in some food products to make them appear bright white and has been linked to DNA damage and cancer. I have titanium white in my painting supplies. Um, uh, Where was I? Uh, Here we go. Susan Little, Senior Advocate for California Governmental Affairs at the Environmental uh, uh, Working Group, uh, said something that was very sensible to me. She said, it makes no sense that the same products food manufacturers sell in California are sold in the EU, but without these toxic chemicals. Our kids need to be protected too. These harmful additives have no place in California's food supply. In other words, it's not like the products can't be made without these toxins. They are already being made and being sold in the EU. 
The EU banned the chemicals following a comprehensive review of all food additives in 2008. And with that recent decision on farm animals that we just talked about, uh, uh, farm animal products being sold in California, that gives the state just a little bit more power. That means that if people are going to be selling from out of state, I, I think that m- might be what the law means. I don't know if they've gone that far in this law. I might have to look that up. Anyway, moving on. You know what I'm talking about because you just listened to this. Yeah, we just talked about this, what, a couple days ago? North Carolina. Now we're there. Uh, the government's veto of the restrictive Republican abortion uh Governor's veto of the uh, restrictive Republican abortion ban has failed as the Republican supermajority in the legislature took away abortion rights for many. Uh, Yesterday, both the North Carolina Senate and the House voted along party lines to override Democratic Governor Roy Cooper's veto of a bill banning abortion at 12 weeks. The bill now becomes law and takes effect July 1st. It severely restricts abortion access in the state, uh, which is one of the last states uh, that have access in the region since Roe v. Wade was overturned last year. I think also Virginia. Uh, so people can go to Virginia, but it's still quite a drive. Governor Cooper vetoed Senate Bill 20 on Saturday, which sent it back to the General Assembly. Uh, Cooper said at a veto rally in uh, veto rally in Raleigh, ra- veto rally in Raleigh and rally <laughs> a vi- Wow, that was tough. He said at a veto rally in Raleigh. On Saturday, um, he said, forward is the only way ahead. But I know one thing for certain, standing in the way of progress right now is this Republican supermajority legislature that only took 48 hours to turn the clock back 50 years on women's health. Uh, Cooper uh, decried the override in a statement last night saying, strong majorities of North Carolinas don't want the right-wing politicians in the exam room with women and their doctors, which is even more understandable today after several GOP lawmakers broke their promises to protect women's reproductive freedom. Uh, While the legislation bans abortion at 12 weeks, it also requires any abortion after 12 weeks of pregnancy to take place in a hospital. It also restricts medication abortion to 10 weeks or 70 days and puts additional requirements in place, such as visits to a clinic and counseling. And there are additional license requirements for clinics that perform abortions, which means most of them are likely going to end up closing. Jacksonville, Florida. I said Florida. Usually Florida is a bad thing. Well, maybe not so much this time. Uh, Jacksonville, Florida, an island in the sea of red. I, you know, I remember when I was watching the um, 2000 election uh, on election night, I was watching Florida. Remember, Florida uh, went by 600 votes. And I was watch, watching Jacksonville. I was watching Jacksonville, which is which has a high black population. And it went in the last minute went Republican. I and had it gone Democrat, Florida would have would have gone to Gore. You know, I remember that. I remember that distinctly. It was so oh, disturbing. Uh, anyway, uh, as I was saying, an island in the sea of red. Last night, Democrat Donna Deegan won the Jacksonville mayor's race. 
race. A very unexpected upset uh, upset for uh, Republicans. They did not expect this. They really didn't. Republican Daniel Davis is the head of the city's Chamber of Commerce and had significant fundraising advantage. He was endorsed by Governor Ron DeSantis. Eh, not, not greatly endorsed. He was just endorsed. Uh, with all of the city's 186 precincts reporting, Deegan had 52% to 48% advantage over Davis to replace current Republican mayor, Lenny Curry, who was term-limited out. So now they have a Democratic mayor. Deegan is a former TV anchor in the city with a significant name recognition. After she left TV, she went on to uh, found a nonprofit group that focuses on breast cancer research. She will be the city's first female mayor. Congratulations. Uh, Pennsylvania. Democrats have held a one-vote majority in the House since the last election. And drumroll... Democrats maintained their narrow Pennsylvania House majority yesterday by winning a special election and along with it continued control over how the chamber will handle abortion, gun rights, and election law legislation. They are wieners. Um, And moving on, finally, right here in L.A., the owners of... Star Garden Topless Dive Bar in North Hollywood expect to recognize and negotiate with a union of strippers who had been dismissed from the club in March 2022 when they protested for safe working conditions and picketed outside for months. The negotiation is expected uh, following a settlement hearing with union attorneys. When ballots are officially opened later this week, the strippers are expected to overwhelmingly win the union election forming the first known union of strippers in the United States since the nation's only unionized strip club, The Lusty Lady, closed in San Francisco in 2013. The strippers will uh, be represented by Actors' Equity Association, which said in a statement that the two sides have agreed to meet across the bargaining table within 30 days to establish a first contact. So, strippers being protected by unions. That's a good thing. Uh, anyway, that's it. Thanks for listening. Wednesday, May 17th, 2023. Wednesday, May 17th, 2023. I really appreciate you so much. So much. I really do. Uh, bring someone with you if you can today or tomorrow. PVTV, Political Views TV Podcast. That's what you Google to find me. I'll show up right at the top of the search. 27 minutes, not so bad. Tweet to me questions, insights, or come fight with me at Cyberclops, C-Y-B-E-R-C-L-O-P-S on the Twitter Maybe you want to send me a news story. Maybe you want to say hi. It's cool. But remember, always remember, government profit is measured by the betterment of the people. Don't you ever forget that. I'm Peter Lawrence, reporting from Los Angeles.